Hey, this is Dr. Drew Rubin from CairoCast. Happy holidays, everybody. I want to thank all of my awesome listeners and thank my awesome sponsors, Preferred Chiropractic Doctor, Now You Know, and Chirite. I support chiropractic 110%, and I know my uh, sponsors do as well. And one of the things I think is so important at this time of year is to be thankful and grateful to all those people who've helped us become who we are. Here's the podcast. All right, let's get started here. Uh, so I want to talk to you about my favorite musical performer, and that's Jimmy Buffett. Uh, I did not even hear Jimmy Buffett until I came down here. I had, I'd never even heard of, the, of Margaret Vitaville until 17 years ago when I first came down here. Uh, it was not even in my like, ballpark of thinking about um, and I came down here and I was introduced by some of my uh, patients and staff to Jimmy Buffett. And um, I really enjoyed you know, some of his music, but I, I wasn't that into it. But then I started reading more up about him. Uh, and I'm going to ask you a question because I, I, you guys are not going to know this, um, although you're going to kind of surmise it by what I'm saying. Um, so who are the top three most highly paid musicians in the world. Here's number one, Paul McCartney. Who's number two? Bono is actually number two. Mick Jagger's up there, but he's number two. Who's number three? Jimmy Buffett. All right, Mick Jagger, I think, is next. Oh, Elton John's after that, then Mick Jagger, number five. So look at this. Jimmy Buffett is the number three most highly paid musician in the world. Yet, how many number one songs has he had? One. Margaritaville was the only number one song he had. He had a couple other good ones, right, that, that kind of you know, went up there here and there. Um, but the only number one song he had versus Paul McCartney, Bono, Mick Jagger, Elton John, who've had like dozens of number one songs. How is it that Jimmy Buffett, who has one number one song, how is it that he is the top three most uh, paid musical performer in the world. How is that? He turned his song into a yes. The guy is a brilliant business person. He is a brilliant business person. And that's what, how, like, when I started studying this, then I started actually really falling in love with his music because the music, forget about the message of, you know, what he's partying and blah, blah, blah. That's not the real message, right? That's like his, his words. His real music is about success, is about living a successful life. Right? If you really study his stuff, he's all about success. The guy took a song, one song, right? And he created this raving tribe, because I don't know if you've ever been to any concerts. I've been to a few concerts. It, a raving lunatic tribe of followers, first off, that are completely devoted to him, number one, which I think is really cool. And what, why can't we do this in chiropractic is, is my question. Number one, so they have a raving lunatic bunch of tribes. Number two is he's propagandized himself so well. First, he came out with some restaurants, right? And then that started working. And then he came out with a line of clothing. And then that came, went so well that now he's got hotels. Now he's got uh, other larger, more fancy kind of restaurants. Now he's got food like that you can buy in stores. Like you go to Kroger's, you can get Margaritaville shrimp and Margaritaville like spices and Margaritaville. He's got Landshark beer, like Landshark lager, right? The guy is absolutely genius. He's written books. This guy's written novels. He's written nonfiction books. This guy is a genius marketer. 
And that's why we should study people like this, right? Because, I mean, Paul McCartney, all right, the guy's got amazing talent, and he's a genius also for sure. But he never really marketed himself. Like, he, the Beatles marketed him, and he doesn't do a thing, anything, rest of his life. And that just because he was a Beatle, it's going to market. Mick Jagger, same thing. Raw talent, absolutely. There's no question, hands down. You know, I, saw, I don't know if you actually saw either one of them in concert. You really should see these guys in concert because they're both like 70 years old. Actually, Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett's getting up there too. And they're just, they can rock out for hours at a time. And I'm like, I will never have that kind of energy. You know, it's just, they're amazing. But anyway, but Mick Jagger, raw talent, but he, he never really marketed him. So he didn't have to. The Stones were the Stones. The Beatles were the Beatles in the 60s. <clears throat> Jimmy Buffett had to think to get past where he was, right? And to me, that is the epitome of what we have to do because he was dirt broke, he was poor, like selling his last, you know, trying to figure out what, what he was gonna do to get his next meal. The guy was nothing, he didn't come from anything. There was no privilege here, right? He had a failed marriage and he already failed a, a, in music once when he first you know, started. He opened up <coughs> a couple of places like you know, bars and restaurants early on, didn't make it. But the guy never stopped. And I think we got some lessons we need to learn from Jimmy Buffett. Number one, like I just said, is you never stop. Right? No matter what, the guy just persisted, persisted, persisted. And now the guy is the number three most paid musician in the world, even though he's had one hit record versus all the other ones who've had multiple hit records. The guy never stopped. He never gave up. He knew what he wanted, and he kept on going after it. And then he capitalized on his success. Right? He capitalized on his success. And here's probably the, one of the most important lessons <coughs> excuse me, that we all need to learn about success is that when you start becoming successful, and I'm telling you this from personal experience, when you start becoming successful, don't stop the things that made you successful in the first place. Right? What a lot of people do is they get successful and they call it the fat cat syndrome. Right? The fat cat syndrome. So like a, a cat who eats a whole lot, they turn into a fat cat and now they can't help themselves and they just keep on eating, but now they hardly move anymore, right? And the thing that used to make them so cute and wonderful because they used to jump and play and whatever, now isn't doing it anymore, right? So now they're, they're, they're this fat cat. I suggest you don't get into the fat cat syndrome, which is you get complacent, right? Oh, I'm not gonna do reporter findings anymore, you know? I'm just so good, I don't need to do these kind of things. I'm not gonna do those x-rays. I'm not gonna do those kind of scans. I'm not gonna do these lectures. I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna do, you just stop putting all the things that made, that got you to that place, you stop all of them, because you say, I don't need to do this anymore. And I see this happen over and over again with colleagues of mine who get what I would call the fat cat syndrome. And then instead of spending more time on their practices, they miss more time having vacations, more time buying Mercedes, more time telling people about the Mercedes and the vacations that they buy. And then all things come crashing down, right? So the, the key to success is one word, and that's what Jimmy Buffett represents to me, and that's discipline. The guy is super disciplined, right? He's an amazing performer. The guy works at his craft all the time, but he's got a great team who are constantly trying to churn up new ideas, and he's very disciplined because he, he's realizing his success, and then he tests little things, and then when he sees something is working, he jumps out, and he does that again. So it's a great idea for those people who really are, like I just enjoy the entrepreneur kind of thought process of being in my own practice. He is like the epitome of an entrepreneur, right, who has taken one thing and ran ran, ran with it to be very successful. That's probably one of the most important things that I learned from him is this discipline uh, and never giving up. And the next thing that I think I really learned from him is that when you, when you see something, when you look at him and his career, because he started back in the 70s, he's been doing this for years, right? 
So he's got this longevity thing going, right? And what I see a lot of people do, especially um, you know, recent grads, is they get really upset that things aren't working quickly, and then they just give up. And like, well, you know, I, I tried, I, I, this one person I'm thinking of in particular, I tried to open a practice and after a year it wasn't working, I just, I just closed my doors and gave up and now I'm just gonna you know, be an associate. Nothing wrong with being an associate, right? But he really has this dream about being his own, have his own practice, but now he's too afraid to do it because he says, I can't do it. I guess I can't do it. But if you look at someone like Jimmy Buffett, who failed, failed, failed in the beginning, had this one hit song years ago that never made it into much of anything when it first came out except for that one hit, right? And look where he's been able to propel himself, right? He went from nothing to worth $400 million. Like, that's incredible. But that was persistence over time, right? Persistence over time is success, and that's like the success formula. Persistence over time equals success. You have to be persistent, 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 and never give up and never surrender and say, if this is what I want, I'm going to keep on doing it. And you may need to switch tactics like he did, right? He said, okay, the, this particular kind of restaurant didn't work because he opened, his first thing was a bar, right? The bar didn't work, right? So he went back to the drawing board and he didn't say, forget it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to have any more, you know, kind of things. I'm just going to stick with my music, right? He said, let me try something else. I'm going to try a restaurant. And that worked, right? And then he started capitalizing on that. And then he started merchandising with other things. And we need to learn from that, that just because something doesn't work in the beginning doesn't mean it's not going to work. My first three years weren't the greatest first three years, but I started figuring it out and figuring it out. And after the first three years, especially with people like Dr. Sid pouring stuff in my head, and Dr. Santo and Dr. Sigafus and all these girls, greats that I, I had the opportunity to, to meet and rub shoulders with, all their, their teachings started going into my head and then it started coming out, right? So I know you guys are all graduating with a huge amount of debt in your hands, but I'm telling you, giving up too soon is not going to pay off that debt, right? It's all about persistence. You know, persistence alone is the thing that's going to make you successful. So when you look at someone like this, who's been around for many, many years and has really not been that successful in the music industry, right? He's not like a Mick Jagger or a... Uh, Paul McCartney or an Elton John or a Bono with a great musical record, but the guy is so unbelievably determined and persistent that he's number three on the list. And I want you to think about those lessons. And uh, of all the things that he taught, to me the most important thing is he took, he made something out of nothing. He made something out of nothing. Do you know how important that is? Right? Do you know what that means? That means when you open up a practice from scratch, that means you can create something from nothing. Right? You can take a place that's just four walls and totally bare and no people or no nothing in it and you can put up some walls and you can put up your x-rays and whatever, you know, adjusting tables, whatever, and you can create, you can actually have people come into your practice when before that it was an empty shell. You can create something from nothing, right? And that's what, but that you need to vision that, right? That was his vision. It was to create something from nothing. All, he had nothing, right? He was living out of a suitcase in a hotel in Key West. And now he's got his homes all over the place. He flies, you know, uh, different kinds of airplanes. And the guy is, has an unbelievable life, right? Because he, he had the persistence to say, I'm going to take something from nothing and turn it into like the life of my dreams. So don't let someone talk you out of your dreams because you have nothing. You can't be successful. You, you think you're going to be successful from where you come from? 
right? With, with no money and no business experience and you're 26 years old and you're gonna be successful. No way, you don't have a track record, you don't know business. This is the kind of stuff that people would tell me when I was graduating. Like, who are you to open up your own practice, right? Your parents come from nothing, you got nothing, right? How you can't even put two pennies together and you're gonna open up your own practice, what are you kidding? You're just gonna crash and burn. And I, and I did not listen to them. And it wasn't easy, but I, I made it work because I said, I'm gonna create something from nothing. And all of you have the same capacity. All of you have the same capacity. It's just, will you, right? Will you tap into that? Will you tap into the success that he, like, you have to look at, you have to look at the different people. You have to look and say, can I do what he did? <coughs> and you may not like Jimmy Buffett. That's totally fine. Then find another example of someone who came from nothing and make that your success story. Make that the kind of person you study because I study success, right? I study success. I find people who are successful that ordinarily wouldn't have been successful if they just let themselves go. And he just would have been some itinerant bum on the street in Key West if he didn't push himself, right? So I study successful people like this. You find successful people that you want to study. You find books and videos and podcasts that from successful people and study that so you can create that stuff and make the life of your dreams because that's your, that's your birthright. You can do this.